now it's time for Rod and Real Radio with your hosts, Hopalong John Cassidy, fresh and saltwater expert angler Stan Vanderberg, and all-around outdoors fishing and hunting enthusiast Wendy Toshihara. If you love the outdoors, enjoy salt or freshwater fishing, this is the show for you. We'll cover most all of the fishing tournaments and events with special reports while providing you with the information you need as to how and where to experience the best fishing opportunities in Southern California, Baja, Alaska, or just about anywhere the fish are biting. Rod and Real Radio brought to you by El Cajon Ford at Broadway and Main or online at ElCajonFord.com. Whether it's time for a new or used car or truck or you need to take advantage of San Diego's best quick lane for service with genuine Ford parts, brand name tires at competitive prices, remember nobody beats El Cajon Ford. We have some fantastic guests and reports lined up for you this evening, so sit back, relax, and get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. It's all right here, right now, on Rod and Real Radio, the best stop on your radio dial for all the information you need for fishing opportunities all over the United States. Now here's your host, Hop Along, John Cassidy. Hey, and thank you, Mark Larson, and welcome everyone back to Run Real Radio. I am your underfish host, Hop Along, John <laughs> Cassidy, <laughs> and we appreciate you hanging with us tonight. I think we got a great show. Let me just run down what we're going to be doing tonight. Uh, first of all, we have the Rangers from Lake Morena. Not only are we going to find out what's happening at the lake, but next weekend they've got a great program happening called Movies in the Park. We're going to find out all about it when we have uh, Ranger Chris uh, Benacourt and Tom Bassard with us. Uh, and then coming up at uh, 6 o'clock, Danny Uribe from Team Accurate is going to be with us. We're going to talk a little bit about that huge bluefin tuna Team Accurate caught. Last weekend, and uh, maybe a little bit about their new product, the Valiant. You're going to want to hear all about that. And then coming up later on in the 6 o'clock hour, hey, this is a company you may not know about, Carolina Lures. And no, don't go, hey, hop along. You're going to talk to us about another freshwater lure company, no? Carolina Lures, they make a thing called the Yummy Flyer, and you're going to want to hear all about its evolution and how it was made. Stan, Stan Vandenberg's with us tonight. Wendy Toshihara is still on her long-range trip, so let me introduce to you Stan tonight, who's with me. He is a voice of 1-800-Bass Boat and a pretty darn good outdoor fisherman himself. How you doing, Stan? Well, you know, underfished, but getting ready to, and <laughs> you know, kind of watching the, the websites and seeing what the, the searcher's doing with Wendy out there to get a kind of a clue, and, you know, each week, it brings a little bit new uh, of a new puzzle, a uh, piece to the puzzle before you go out. So you kind of have to wait till la- almost last minute to reconfigure a tackle box to go for five or six days. Isn't that something? Well, Stan, I know you're going to be going out here in a, a, a week or so, or it's about two weeks and about three weeks. We got our trip on the legend, and I don't think we could have picked better times to go out. And when we get, I think it's I think it's working right into our, our wheelhouse here because the fish are starting to bite the fin bait a little bit better. Uh, and the numbers, you know, I think we'll get everybody back to school after September 1st. So you probably won't have as many uh, people out there, which will help a little bit on the pressure. And we're just going to have to see how it plays out. I think it's going to play out good. And we'll talk a little bit more about that when uh, we get Phil Friedman on. I think we'll have uh, Phil Friedman on in the next segment, and we'll be able to talk all about what's happening 
on the offshore scene. But, hey, let me introduce these two gentlemen to you. They are the Rangers from Lake Morena. They've got a great program going on there next week, plus the fact Lake Morena is a gem that's just east of us, and I've got it uh, here in San Diego. It's a great place to go. Hey, let me introduce to you Ranger Chris Benacord and also Tom Bassard. Hey, guys, welcome to Rod Real Radio. How's it going? Thanks for having us. Can you hear me okay? Hey, we can you hear, you, hear you just fine. Now, do we have Chris or Tom? This is Chris. All right. And Tom, are you with us? Yes, I sure am. All right. Well, guys, you know, uh, the drought has taken its toll on a lot of the lakes here in the Southern uh, California area. Morena probably suffering as much, if not more, than worse uh, than most of them. But I got to tell you, it's still a place to go. It's still a destination. Why don't you guys tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, of course. You know what? First off, thanks again for having us on the show. But as you said, although we are a little bit affected by the drought, uh, Lake Morena County Park still is a great place for recreation. We still have a lot of great fishing, and you can even rent boats. And uh, our catfish are biting right now. Um, we still have a sizable lake, and uh, while we're at it, um, you guys can also come on out. And once you're done fishing for the day, on uh, Saturday, September 3rd, come on out to our movies in the park event that we're going to be having. We're going to be having a full campground. I think there is still a few spots available if anybody wants to come out and camp. But we are going to be showing the Avengers movie um, for free to everybody. All you got to do is pay your $3 parking. <laughs> and uh, while you're at it, you know what? We just have a brand-new remodeled uh, toad exhibit, and we're going to be feeding our snakes the day beforehand. But uh, we have a lot going on, including our lake. So, like I said, you know, it, it is uh, affected, just like you said, by everybody else's drought that we're all having to deal with. But fishing is still doing great, um, and uh, we, we encourage everybody to come on out. So I'll hand it off to Tommy right now uh, to tell us a little bit about the fishing conditions and I actually tell you a little bit more as well about our night fishing program that we're going to be starting uh, as a pilot coming up soon. All right. Tommy, welcome to the show, sir. Can't hear you, Joe. Okay, go on. Tommy, welcome. Uh, what's happening there at Lake Morena? All right, so first off, September 16th and 17th, we are doing a pilot, and we are testing out night fishing. So Friday and Saturday night of September 16th and 17th, we're doing night fishing. Well, and then, uh, has that ever been uh, – has that ever – happen there that you guys have officially sanctioned night fishing on the lake? And if so, uh, how has it gone? Uh, no, we have never done it before. Oh, wow. Really? <laughs> now, that'll be an interesting one. So is it open to anybody that wants to come launch a boat and or fish, or does it have to be somebody off the shore? How does this work? Okay, so first off, our boat launch is closed with the lake being so low. And uh, for the night fishing, we're not going to allow float tubes or kayaks, uh, but we are going to rent boats, and the shoreline will be accessible. All right. That's still pretty exciting. You know, you know Stan, Lake Morena had, even though it's at a low water level right now, and I don't know, guys, is it at a record low level? Or if it isn't, I'm sure you can see the record low level from there. Uh, it, it's still, uh, you know, pretty low, is it not? It's a record yeah. low. It's... Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, it, it is at a fairly low level, but then again, we don't want to deter anybody from that, keeping you guys to come on out 
Um, you know, everybody has their opinions about it, but again, the fact is our fishing is still great, and uh, you can launch your own kayaks. You can even bring out float tubes. We had a guy come on out a couple of days ago. You can Tommy can attest to this with a big giant raft that he was able to carry down. I think it must have been a 15-person raft. But um, again, uh, we just like to concentrate on the positive, which the fact is. Uh, it's still a great place to come out and recreate, whether you're fishing from the shoreline or from one of our boats as well. You know, uh, running the shops here in La Mesa, we get a variety of fishing interests that come through the door. We are getting more and more people that are interested in carp fishing and not only the manufacturing of carp baits, <laughs> what we call boilies, but just carp fishing in general, how to, what, where to go is one of the big places. And if you are interested in catching big carp, Morena is one of the places to go. Have you seen an increase in uh, fishermen uh, uh, fishing for carp up there? Yes, uh, we definitely have. Uh, I mean, it's you can't get them wrong. It's a blast to catch them. Almost all of them are like five-plus pounds. But, yeah, there's a ton of them. Um, I was actually out at the dam the other day with the city workers, and you look over the dam and you can see hundreds of them down there by the dam sucking on the surface. Wow. Now, you know, uh, one of the nice things about Lake Morena, it always had an excellent camping ground. There was good facilities there. There was plenty of shade trees, uh, uh, a lot of spaces. Is this going to be the area where you're going to have the movies in the park, or are they going to be in a in a, a area adjacent to that? Uh, that's a great question. We're actually going to be having our movies in the park um, event in front of campsites number four and number six. Uh, and the good thing about that is that it's right next to our parking lot, so you're not going to have to walk very far considering you know, our park is so big. Sometimes people worry about that be right in front of our, our overflow parking lot, right next to campsites four and six. And uh, it's going to be a great night. And we encourage everybody to come on out, bring their dogs and cats, families, you know, bring the, the blankets and the, the beach chairs and whatnot. Tell me what you got to do to camp there because of the fact that uh, it's been a few years since I've camped there but really enjoyed it. And then besides fishing, I think, Tom, you're also doing uh, some nature-related activities uh, there at Lake Morena. Yeah, well, you know, there's actually several ways that you can come on out and camp. I would say about three or four at least. So the, uh, the, the easiest way would be to call our reservation, uh, county reservation hotline. Um, it's open on weekdays from 9 to 5. The phone number for that is 858-565-3600. And they can help you out reserving basically any reservable site, whether it's a campsite or a venue site throughout the county. But if you're interested in something more specific, and you have specific questions that maybe us rangers might be able to help you out with, um, including campsites, uh, you can call us directly at the park at 619-579-4101. And then you could end up talking to myself or even Tommy. Or you could even go to our website and and book any one of our county facilities at www.sandiegocounty.gov slash parks. Okay, and I, and, had, I had made mention to it, uh, uh, do you have some type of nature excursions and things that you can also set up while you're there? Of course, yeah. So uh, just about every Saturday uh, we have some kind of uh, nature interpretive programs, where, whether it be uh, one of our nature walks, uh, we have... 
uh, lots of crafts for kids and family games to come on out. We have uh, interpretive programs where people can come out and meet some of our animals, as well as even help feed some of them. But um, there, there's a little bit of everything, and the good part about it is that it's varied, so it's not going to be the same thing every weekend. And uh, go ahead, and if you're interested in knowing exactly what it is, give us a call, uh, you know, uh, whenever you want, and um, we'll tell you exactly what it is because, again, it is varied. But uh, we do enjoy uh, um, interacting with our public and uh, just getting every, to know everybody and uh, teaching them a little bit that we know as well about the natural world around us. All right. And then... Also, we can't pass up on the fishing. Now, during the wintertime, were you still getting trout plants there at the lake? Yes, we are getting, we get trout plants uh, every year. Uh, Last year, I believe we had four trout plants through from December through March. Um, Anything from sizable, which is less than two pounds, all the way up to around 10 pounds. (laughs) So, Stan, go on, Stan. No, I was just thinking, you know, the fishing, if the fishing, if you've never been on uh, that lake at night, that's going to be a pretty good opportunity if somebody's got a rental boat. And maybe you could take a 12-volt battery and a troll motor <laughs> get out there with a, a little bit of a locator so you know what you're in, and you could have a ball out there on on that lake, you know, where it's never been fished at night. It's pretty wide open, I would imagine. Well, not only that, Stan, there's a lot of structure on that lake, and... Uh... Oh, over the years that I've fished it, I've found out that you don't necessarily have as many, if you're fishing for bass, opportunities. But when that opportunity comes, it's usually a really good fish. I, think, I was going to uh, say the quality has been there yeah. for years. So to do that at night when it's never been before, that's pretty entertaining. i got, I got to admit that would be a fun thing to go really just put the trolling motor on the front and grab a couple of headlights and and uh, and a depth finder and let's go look. Let's just go play. That would be fun. It is a, a real fun time. Now, guys, if uh, people want more information about Lake Morena, where your schedule is, how to make reservations for the campground, how to get there, all the neat things that you need to know, where do they go to get this information? So the easiest thing that you guys could do is go ahead and give us a call directly, get the information directly from the source. And, again, our office phone number is 619-579-4101. Go ahead and give us a call. We'll tell you everything that's going on. And uh, we really really, uh, want to make sure you guys enjoy your time with us. And uh, make sure to come on out on the September 16th and 17th for our pilot program. We want to get as many people possible out there so that the powers that be above know that everybody is really uh, enjoying our facility and uh, make it a regular thing. That is going to be exciting to go out there fishing at night. But also for the uh, movies in the park, great opportunity for mom and dad to bring the kids and everything like that. Uh, What is going to be the admission, and can they bring their own chairs, and how about munchies and all those neat things that go along with a movie? Oh, of course, yeah. So if you're a registered camper... It is absolutely free to you. If you're a walk-in patron, it is free to you. The only thing that you will ever have to pay, if is the case, is your parking fee if you decide to drive in, which is only $3. Uh, We encourage you to bring blankets and chairs and bring all the pets and dogs. And you know what? We're actually going to be having several family games and some nature bingo games where we will be giving out prizes, including a few $20 gas gift cards. We all know how expensive gasoline is these days, so... I know that's going to be a little bit of a draw for everybody. 
guys give us uh, the inside scoop. Uh, what movie are you going to be playing? The Avengers, everybody's favorite. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> 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 hey, hey, uh, Chris uh, Benetone and Tom Bosart, for, uh, the Rangers from Lake Marina. Guys, I can't tell you how much we appreciate you taking some of your Sunday night to be with us. I know you've been working all weekend hard, and uh, uh, Lake Marina is not a San Diego City Lake, but much rather a San Diego County Lake, which is a lot different. And I got to tell you, the hospitality up there is second to none. The guys are always happy to see. We are happy that you had the opportunity to be with us tonight, guys. Thanks a lot for joining us. Thank you so much for having us. We really appreciate it. All right. Yeah, we we'll appreciate it. All right. We look forward to seeing you next weekend for Movie in the Park at Lake Morena. Hey, see guys. You there. See you there, guys. Hey, Stan, that's it for the first hour. Hey, the show's going to really wing by tonight in a hurry, but uh, there's still a lot more to come. Hopefully, coming up next, if we can make the connection with him, because he's just coming on up from San Felipe, Phil Friedman. So stay tuned. There's a lot more to come. You can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford knows trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing, for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s, at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect. Finally, a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main at El Cajon, or online anytime, anywhere at ElCajonFord.com. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course, I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water. Love California. Boat California. Save California. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, HM Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at 
www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. 2015 and 16 Quantum Fishing's gone and done it again for you with the brand new redesigned Smoke PT Reel Series. Everything from your spinning reels all the way to your bait casters. The PTA design has a new PTXA frame. Lighter, stronger, bone crushing drag. Quantum Fishing. We are performance tuned. Check them out at Angler's Arsenal in La Mesa or anglersarsenal.com or give us a call at 619 466 8355. This segment of Ron Real Radio is brought to you by the makers of the original balloon fishing clip system, Balloon Fisher King. Now you can fish the precise bait depth desired with these easy-to-use clips and 100% biodegradable natural latex balloons. All you do is clip, inflate, bait, and fish. Look for Balloon Fisher King clips and balloons at your local tackle dealers or go to balloonfisherking.com for further information. It's a big deal, you know. I've always wanted to be on Rod and Reel Radio Line. <laughs> <laughs> I won the Bassmaster Classic. I did a, a McDonald's commercial, but now I know I've made it. I fulfilled my dream. <laughs> that is just absolutely awesome. Hey, we do want to welcome you back to Rod and Reel Radio. Well, normally at this time, we have our segment called What the Heck is Phil Thinking? Phil Friedman's been uh, working down the Orange County Fair for the past few weeks. And then the uh, tourist division of uh, Northern Baja asked him to come to San Felipe and do some uh, uh, recording on the shows for him. Uh, Phil has been down there in San Felipe. He was supposed to be back yesterday. The schedule was extended, and I know uh, Phil is trying to get on back. He was trying to call in, but unfortunately we couldn't make the connection, so... I would think next week, what the heck of Phil think he's going to be with us? But, Stan, I think we can talk a little bit about the current bite here off of Southern California. And as you were mentioning in the beginning of the show, it seems to be building and building and building. Well, you know, in the last just week and a half or so, it, it, everything changes so quickly. You know, you get an upswell of, of uh, a push of water and, and it comes in and it you know, the red crab gets pushed out or down, and, and the water temperatures change. I mean, we had a 12-degree swap in the water temperatures overnight last week uh, where everybody was kind of waiting to see what's going to happen. Didn't move the fish around, just the currents moved around, bait moved around, and the fish moved from one edge to maybe an outer edge. Um, but, I mean, we had a lot of that big, big bluefin that's still in here. They got mixed in and with, with a, an influx of yellowfin that's 50 to basically 120 or even 150 pound yellowfin which got pretty interesting because when that stuff mixes together once the yellowfin get involved with the bluefin it kind of trains the bluefin to kind of want to (laughs) eat so because yellowfin don't care they just like to chew so when when that gets mixed together it sometimes really helps that bluefin bite you know they'll get all confused with each other and it makes it hard for the saners because they can't just go in there and, and pick what they want to uh, put on the seine net anymore. So that gets them out of the picture, which is a nice thing to have happen. But we've had a lot of that. There seems to be a, little arenas where that fish is 30 to 50 pounds. 
then the next thing you know, you'll get 50 to 100-pound fish. And all of a sudden, you'll get the ones that are like out there. Everybody's got that little yummy flyer on a lot of private boats in this last few weeks that are bouncing those things around and, uh, and pulling mackerel or bigger baits trying to get that 200-pound-plus fish. That's the, that's the kind of the, we don't get cows off California very often, and I can't remember ever getting 200-pounders where they were catchable off our coastline, and now we have the opportunity to go out there and you got a shot at one. Wow. Hey, Stan, just to emphasize the fact that you were talking about, here are some of the latest on what's happening uh, at some of these uh, – uh, on some of these boats off our coast here. Uh, Mike uh, Pritchard off the sea, uh, at Seaforth Landing off the Tribute, he had just called in, and he had 35 bluefin tuna, 9 yellowfin tuna, and 3 yellowtail for 27 passengers. And then also this afternoon out of Seaforth, the Pride just called in. They had a final count on a one-day trip. They had 17 yellowfin that were between 40 and 80 pounds. There you and they, go. They had six bluefin that went 70 to 100 pounds. <laughs> See, that's that's what I'm talking about. You know, when we when that stuff moves in and kind of gets together, uh, you may be catching one fish for a moment, and then bluefin do that. You might be on a yellowfin bite. It happens all the time with albacore. When you'd be catching albacore, and all of a sudden the albacore just kind of disappear, and next thing you know, you're catching bluefin. And then right. the bluefin would drop off, and all of a sudden the yellow, the albacore would come back in. You could get in a drift all day and swap fish like that uh, and just have a heck of a time. But now, I mean, it's, the fish are eating fin bait, too. So you're seeing more guys catching fish on bait fish. The bait, you know, it gets we have up and down sessions with our bait, uh, depending on what's available at the time. So you have either large ones and or you have small ones, or maybe you just have ones that aren't looking so good, but... The fact is that if you can get out there and you can get it in front of those fish, you got a shot at catching maybe the fish of your lifetime if you've never caught a, a fish over 50 pounds. And there's a lot of guys that haven't, especially when you're talking bluefin or, or that yellowfin. You have to go long range to catch them. Well, now you don't have to go to Guadalupe Island. You can go in between here and Catalina Island, and you can catch them. So you know. it's really fun. And, Stan, it looks like duration does make a, a difference. Uh, the Pacific Voyager out of Seaforth will be in tomorrow morning. They're on a, uh, a two-day trip, and they have limits, and that is 60 of bluefin tuna. They've got 13 yellowfin, and they've got yellowtail, and that's for 15 anglers. So... Uh, it seems like what we're looking at is because of this cold water you were talking about, and you guys that are the calico bass fishermen, I know you have been uh, really suffering because when the temperature along our coast went from 74 to 76 degrees down to 67 and 68, it just stopped the calico bass and the, and the rockfish fishing in its tracks, but it's still extremely warm outside. So the half-day boats that were catching yellowtail, the uh, the bite is not that good, but all of a sudden you start getting on the three day boat, uh, the quarter day, three quarter day boats, and what starts happening is you start getting into not only the yellowtail again, but you're also getting into the uh, yellowfin tuna. So uh, duration seems to be really important, and 
Stan, you and I know why. That is, uh, that, that gives you time to really try to track down the fish and get them. Well, yeah, it gives you the opportunity to, to you know, you can kind of pick and choose what you want to do out there a little bit. And you're, you don't jones because you don't get, you know, all your fish in one day. If you get a, a start at them one day and you go, all right, let's see what turns around and happens tomorrow because at any point in time you'll – You'll find a school of that stuff, and some of the boats get on a drift. And, you know, they're on it at 4 in the morning. They don't fire the motor till 4 in the afternoon. That's pretty incredible stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, and you get, a ch- you get a chance that, you know, you're going to get your chance on these fish to catch some really quality fish. Now, you don't want to take the BB gun to a bear hunt here. <laughs> so, I mean, a lot of people, to get bit, they're going to go with 30-pound and, a, and a, maybe a floral carbon top shot and, and a number two hook, and that's fine on that little stuff, but it can turn around in a heartbeat where that little stuff moves out from underneath you or the next school you get on uh, is not that small fish, and all of a sudden you're in that 60, 80, 100-pound fish, and that 30 pounds is not going to do you any good, or at least not a lot of good. Uh, Sometimes it depends on the angler and the equipment, but um, that's pretty rough to, to... to get that bigger fish in on 30. So, you know, the 40 pounds, you got to have 40, 50, and I'd take something bigger with me to, to take a test drive in the morning if you've got the right bait, and you can get down 180, 200 feet with an 8 to 10-ounce sinker and, you know, and the right stuff, you've got a shot at catching some of this bigger fish. So it, it's pretty exciting. If you're going to go out for more than one day, you got to take a, a bevy of rods from 30 to 100 almost. Yeah, uh, Stan, look at look at these counts. Uh, this is the latest coming in at H&M Landing. The Ranger, uh, uh, the Sea Adventure 80, they have six bluefin tuna and 15 yellowfin tuna up to 90 pounds. Uh, the Ranger uh, 85 is coming in with 16 bluefin uh, uh, tuna that are to 90 pounds. Constitution has 26 bluefin tuna, 25 to 90 pounds. I mean, it, you just don't know. And if you if you try to go out there with uh, uh, a lightweight tackle, you might be able to get hooked up, but your chances of bringing in some of these fish are uh, are, uh, are not going to be good. And you know what? After I get uh, a 90-pound bluefin, maybe on a 40-, 50-, or 60-pound rig, I'll probably be happy to take a little bit of a break, have a beer, a boat burger, and uh, watch the other guys do it. Well, yeah, after, it depends on, on the gear that you've got when you get the fish. But if you, if you happen to catch them, well, let's, let's just put it this way. If you've got 40-pound, and this is Alejos Rocks style fishing. You've got 40-pound line, and you're on that fish that's anywhere from 30 to 90 pounds. Or if you go to Guadalupe, that same thing, 30 to 130 pounds. But you can't go in with the wrong stuff. You know, you're... Uh, one on a on the short trips. If you're on a day or a day and a half trips, you don't want to be on on 30 pound on a big fish because you're going to be sitting there on that thing pulling while everybody else is watching and nobody's going to like you. <laughs> They're going to want to get going so everybody else has a chance. So uh, that really comes into play if you're on a one or two day trip. If you're on a charter trip where it's longer, three days and and up. Yeah, the guys are a little bit more used to that style fishing, but usually the guys are going to have better gear and be able to pull on the fish. So uh, it, it's kind of like my group of guys, you know, you're, 
a student is never a teacher, but if you t teach them well, they become teachers after a while. So if you can get out there and learn a lot in these trips, I think it's the best thing to do right now. Get out there and try. Go out and hang one of these big guys and pull on them if you've never had a chance to. It is fun, one, and it's a thrill when you get them on the deck. Now, you know, if and we don't want to be badmouthed in the, uh, the shorter uh, uh, term boats out there because uh, you look at the Pacific Queen, they had an overnight uh, trip with 25 people. They came back with five bluefin, 33 yellowfin, great fish in uh, Pacific Dawn. Uh, they had a two-day trip, and they didn't even come back with as many fish as the overnight did. And no, that the, was, we're not bad-mouthing the one guy. No. Guy, the one-day guy could get a 200-pound fish as easy as anybody. No. But you just have to have the right gear when you go. You don't want to be undergone when you hang a, one of those really big fish on 30 and everybody else is fishing heavier line, and you're the only guy that, that's trying to, to fight the, or fighting the fish, and everybody else, you're under the gun to get it done because everybody else wants to go fishing too, and they're not going to do that until you can get your fish in. So uh, that that's the only part of that you kind of got to be aware of when you're out there uh, and you're in a one-day or a day-and-a-half trip, you know, that's something you got to take, take into consideration. Everybody else around you wants to fish, too. So if you go in too light and you hang one of those big ones, you're not going to make many friends. No, and, 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 but, uh, Stan, we want to give congratulations to the Pacific Queen. They just, uh, on, on their way back from, uh, uh, I believe the Pacific Queen is on a, let me take a look here. They're, they were on an overnight trip. And they've got several bluefin tuna over a hundred pounds, and yeah, they've got <laughs> they've got one that tips the scale at two twenty one. That's what I'm talking about. See, that's the, <laughs> but but Kevin on the guys on that boat, and that's a that's a long range skipper with long range guys that go fishing with him. And I was just talking to some guys yesterday; they're going to go out with him, um, and that are long range guys. And a bunch of the people actually from Bloody Decks are the guys that are going. So, uh, and I told my friend, you're going to love the boat. It, it fishes really, really well. Now they got a really trick bunk system down there. Maybe one of the wow. coolest ones on the ocean. But and then you got Kavanaugh and you, as a skipper. And so, what's wrong with this picture? Well, hey, Ch Stan, let's just change gears real quick before we go on the next break. We're going to go freshwater fishing? Yeah, well, uh, there's going to be some people going to do some great freshwater fishing because Monday after we, uh, you know, the day after we were on the air, the city of San Diego announced the opening date for Lake San Vicente. Mm. And that opening date is September the 22nd. Now, that's the good news. The bad news is... They said starting on Thursday, this was last Thursday, 7 p.m., you've got to go to Ticketmaster and also to get your tickets. At 7 o'clock, 1,000 uh, entries into the lake were, um, uh, were offered. And in 11 minutes, all 1,000 <laughs> of them were gone. <laughs> now, that's pretty good. I now, can't blame them. That would have been... Now, don't right now, offer, I'm thinking to offer a, a a media day so we can go out there and <laughs> you know look at it beforehand. <laughs> they are uh, opening the lake to the public for on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. 
they will allow water contact Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So it means that you can get on out there with your uh, your kayak. You can get out there with your float tube. You can also get out there, and if you want, you can ski. And if you uh, are on there on a water contact uh, um, uh, release, you can also uh, uh, fish. Now, the city of San Diego is going to be doing this, and I think it's going to be every Thursday now, offering these tickets until the demand for them go down. So if you would like to fish San Vicente when it opens up on the 22nd for that whole weekend and you don't have a ticket, don't bother showing up. You've got to be there with a friend that has a ticket, and you're going to be aboard his boat, and you're going to be launching over there. So we'll try to give a report on, uh, on what's happening. Uh, but if you go to uh, Ticketmaster, it's going to start every Thursday night at 7 a.m. I'm sorry, 7 p.m. The tickets are going to be available to fish San Vicente. And as I said, all thousand were gone in the first eleven minutes. So, uh, how cool would that be? <laughs> now, <laughs> if you want to, if you want to go online, you will find some people that may have extra tickets. But here's what they're doing: uh, Ticketmaster has some ways of knowing that, uh, hey, there are so many tickets coming out of one particular source. They're only allowing one ticket per day, as I understand it out of uh, uh, a certain uh, single server. So I'm already hearing that a lot of these guys that were able to go out and get multiple tickets, they're, also, they're already getting emails uh, saying, hey, guys, thanks a lot, but no thank you. Uh, try us again next time. So uh, uh, that's basically what's happening there at San Vicente. And if you were listening to us a couple of weeks ago when we had Russell Black from the Department of Fish and Wildlife, he says, you know, that lake is loaded. We w- didn't get any fish that were over eight and a half, nine pounds. But you have to realize with our shocking boat, you know, we have a very limited range. And it looks like it's going to be, at least for the few uh, months that San Vicente is open, is going to be an excellent fishing opportunity. So get a hold of someone that's going. You probably have a friend or two because there's a lot of guys out there that have tickets for also Sunday and Monday, so you're going to want to make it. And uh, is that how does that work? You get a, one guy gets a ticket for his boat, and he can put two or three guys in his boat and go play for the day, or, or yeah. does everybody have to have a ticket? Yeah, he will. Uh, 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 he can have uh, five tickets. What's that? Uh, yeah, he will get uh, four tickets, so he can bring four guys with us. He didn't have to buy all of the permits. But they will be able to buy the permits for the extra anglers when they're uh, on the uh, uh, when they get to the lake. What what are you saying, John? What's happening? All right. Hey, yeah, we will have a Sand V report because uh, Chuck Lavignier here in the shop he drew the opening day on the twenty second, and Jonathan uh, here at the shop also drew the uh, Monday, so we should be able to give you a pretty good idea of what's happening. Oh, boy. (laughs) Hey, Stan, let's take a break right now. Uh, You know, Phil Friedman, hopefully, Phil, if you're listening, hope you're enjoying the show. If not, we look forward to having you with us 
next Sunday evening. We're going to take a break right now. Hopefully, coming up next, Captain James Nelson, the fish icon, will be back after these messages. Arsenal is the serious angler's first choice for hand-poured plastics. McCoy line, Spro products, Gamakatsu hooks, G. Loomis fishing rods, Shimano products, Ovet reels, and just about anything you hear advertised on Rod and Reel Radio. Go to anglersarsenal.com and visit our online tackle store. See the huge selection of Western Plastics hand-poured baits, all at anglersarsenal.com. Angler's Arsenal Tackle Store is conveniently located in La Mesa, just off Interstate 8. Give us a call at 1-800-428-8730. If you're serious about your fishing, choosing the right tackle is one of the most important decisions you'll ever make. Iserline makes premium fishing lines including monofilament, Dacron, Spectra, fluorocarbon, battle-tested harnesses, and top angler-tested Iserline tools and accessories. Iserline premium fishing products are created to provide you with the ultimate in strength, dependability, durability, high abrasion resistance, low stretch, and high quality. All Iserline products are 100% guaranteed against manufacturing defects. You just can't buy better value. Iserline will replace or repair at their option. No questions asked if you're not pleased with any of their product. Catch what you've been missing. Quality guaranteed. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ring hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course, I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water. Love California. Boat California. Save California. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. This portion of Rod and Reel Radio is brought to you by the Rockley's Fish Release System. Now you can quickly and easily release fish suffering from barotrauma back to the depths they were caught. Look or ask for the Rockley's at your local fishing tackle dealer. Hey, Stan Vandenberg and I, we want to welcome you back to Ron Real Radio. If you're missing Wendy, she is on a long-range trip on the Searcher. She loaded up the boat with a number of vixens, and they are out there catching fish. And from the reports that I had, they're, they're having a good trip, both her and uh, Lori Byron. They had big fish, so we look for a great report from Wendy next Sunday night. Do we here know on. how big they were, they were getting them, John, did they say? I, I I just saw pictures. That's all. Mm. I, I don't know where they were, you know, because who knows. Uh, but, uh, hey, let's talk a little bit about this with the fish icon himself, Captain James Nelson. Captain James, how are you doing, sir? Oh, I'm doing great, John. How are you guys doing now? All right. Pretty good. I, I know these yellowfin and these bluefin haven't been coming into the bay, but uh, uh, it looks like this bite is really picking up, at least on the bluefin, the yellowfin. Uh, off, not that far off our shoreline. Oh, great. Good. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, just don't go out there, James. Just don't go out there. Hey, James, did you uh, try to apply for um, uh, a ticket uh, to fish San Vicente? Uh, yeah. I, well, I didn't try to apply. I just went online and bought one. So, so you will be on San Vicente on uh, opening weekend? Um, yeah, I'll be fishing the leftovers on Monday, so we'll, <laughs> we'll be fishing around the boat ramp, probably. 
No, no. You gonna have? Uh, uh, are you gonna have uh, just a fun day, or are you gonna? What are you gonna try and do? Uh, do a charter out there, or what? I'm hoping to have a fun day. No, it, I was called uh, about six forty-five from our buddy Chucky and said, "Hey, here's what you're gonna do." And I said, "Okay, I guess I'm gonna do that." So I went online and I did it. <laughs> well, you know. You are uh, a pretty lucky guy because, as we mentioned, there were uh, a thousand launch permits that were offered. Those were all sold up in 11 minutes. And you know, where we're hearing the story of uh, uh, of guys that made it or not, we are also hearing the story of numerous individuals that right at seven o'clock they got on it and man, they kept on pounding it and they never got a sniff and they're not getting on opening weekend. Yeah, meanwhile, there were guys who bought way more than they, they would ever use and are now peddling them, which, you know, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> which is another story and what usually happens in a situation where you've got something that are that is much in demand. Well, right, tell us, that's why what? some guys couldn't get them is because some guys, other guys were, you know, hoarding them and now they're going to scalp them, which, you know, anyway. There, there's laws against that for concert tickets, but I guess for going fishing, it's no big deal. <laughs> okay. Hey, tell us so how's fishing in the bay? Yeah, yeah. Tell us about the fishing in the bay. What are we? Uh, what are we doing? Well, you go fishing in the bay. There's no ticket master involved, no surcharge, no extra fees. Unless, of course, you're running a charter business, but that's a whole different story. But uh, yeah, you just go out there and you. Uh, Drop your favorite little artificial bait of choice or natural bait if you want, and there's fish. So, hey, it's kind of kind of fun. It's like you don't have to, to wait in line or anything other than, you know, whatever's at the launch ramp. But, shoot, <laughs> go down to the beach with your kayak, launch it if you want, float tube. There's fish to be had, John. A little bit of everything right now. Well, you know, we were just talking a little earlier. Our coastal water is still fairly cool. I know the guys that were just slaying the Calico bass, you know, two weeks, three weeks ago. Uh, now, all of a sudden, they can't get a sniff. Are you finding that the, the bay is cooling off a little bit, Jim? I'm finding the bay cooling off is actually a good thing. It got too hot, and it's actually helping the bite. Fish are going back to some of their normal jaunts. I'll let you know more next weekend. Uh, I do have my uh, bonefish hunting crew on a, on a trip Wednesday, so we'll see how those guys do. Uh, but as far as everything else, I mean, I, I found no problem with the calicos. I found what really became an issue was uh, La Jolla. It, it went in a big loop-de-loop, went crazy, but then uh, that kind of just moved the fish around too. Um, and there's lots of fish there, but as far as uh, Point Loma, kelp line all the way up from the point itself to the green tanks it's just there's still plenty of calicos there I, so i don't know what what reports other people have been saying but calicos sand bass um well even la jolla we, we did pretty good on sand bass up there too sand bass johnny bass a lot of a lot of other critters if you're not picky you'll catch fish if you're going out there looking for that monster you know 25 pound yellowtail or a big white sea bass you're gonna to have to work for those babies, but everything else is Bonita, Barracuda. You got it. They're they're on the chew. When you're going off of La Jolla, Jim, uh, what are some of the baits of uh, choice that you're using for these baits? Well, as far as as far as the baits, there's still a lot of red crab in in our waters, uh, and you don't see them come to the surface like they have been, but you can see them on the graph. Just that big blue line of biomass, and 
it, they're they're everywhere. And then the fish are coughing them up, so you know they're there. Um, right now, uh, Everingham's doing a great job of keeping a lot of bait. It's not like last year where we were running out of bait. Uh, there's been a lot of bait, and it's a lot of that mid-sized sardine. So when they when they get up a half a scoop, there's still plenty left. So they're not scooping them out at you know by uh, unit quantities like last year this time. When I think one of the reasons we're running out of bait so much because by the time they got bait, they were nine-inch sardines, and it doesn't take very much to fill a tank on that. And when you uh, load a boat, you're also depleting the stock right out of the right out of the barge. So. There's been a lot of bait to be had out there in the water. There's a lot of bluebacks still, uh, smelts, grunions, that type of thing hanging around the kelp line. So there's a lot of lot of competition for the angler. So if you're throwing anything, you know, your spinner baits, spoons, uh, swim baits, and, and the smelt or anchovy sardine patterns, all going to be good. Of course, brown backs are always good. And uh, have some orange and red in there because there's a lot of red crap still. Now, here at Angler's Arsenal, Jim, we've had a lot of people this past week come in asking uh, about halibut baits, halibut rigs. Uh, have you noticed there being an any increase in the uh, halibut activity uh, in the bay or either, you know, at the mouth or in the back? You know, I haven't, I haven't had a lot of charters to do so, so I can't speak of it personally. Um, I haven't seen a lot of pictures either from friends that I know that do target halibut, so... I would say I don't I don't know what's happening with the bite, but you know my good old standby is that five to seven inch jerk shad of your favorite style of brand, but as long as it's got white in it, whether it's pure white, pearl white, uh, white with a brown back or uh, rainbow trout, doesn't matter. But you get that on the drop shot rig, and you can't go wrong. Uh, Jim, you know, just speaking of halibut again. A halibut bites, uh, bites a live bait a lot different than it does an artificial. Do you want you want to kind of go over that, or don't you find that to be the case? Oh, absolutely, absolutely, John. Especially if you're going with a mid-size, like a uh, anywhere from four to six-inch type bait on artificial, they're going to chomp that thing. But for whatever reason, when you're throwing the same size uh, live bait, whether it be a sardine or an anchovy or a top smelt. They tend to bite it and pull on it and then want to bite it some more. And if you're not careful, if you're using the soft bait, like especially an anchovy, that bite it and pull on it a lot of times will rip the bait off if you're pulling against it. So you either have to lean into the fish, give them a little bit of play. Uh, as the old-timers would say, let them run with it, but we know they don't have legs, but people say that. But really, just give the fish a little bit of line or... If you've got a, a good-sized bait on there, use a stinger hook and just put put an extra hook tied onto the line and just stab them in the bait fish in the back with it. So you've got a hook in the in the lip as well as further back in the bait. And with artificials, uh, what artificial baits do you find work well for uh, fishing halibut? Well, you know, you're asking all these questions on halibut, but like I said, you know, I have not been a experiencing a lot of halibut. So this information may not work tomorrow just for folks who go out and say, well, drop the dreams and do this. <laughs> <laughs> but day in, day out, it usually works. But uh, especially when they're biting. Of course, when they're biting, anything works. But uh, <laughs> wait, go back to the question. <laughs> I can't. What really works most of the time is going to be drift fishing and, again, the drop shot rig or dropper loop if you're using live bait. 
fishing in the bay in general, what's been happening and what seems to be biting well? Well, a lot of what we've been doing, believe it or not, has actually been just outside the bay, uh, around the Kelp Point, from Zuniga on to uh, Buoy 1. And just in that area around the channel, just look for birds, look for signs. Those Bonita and the Barracuda both are just pushing bait around like crazy. And we've been getting some big Bonita. I don't know if you saw. It's got a few yes. tigers in this. We got leftovers from last night from one that one of my customers donated to the Nelson Family Taco Fund. And uh, we had tacos that still had leftovers just from one fish. And it's so they're, they're good-sized ones, they're, and they're really nice, thick, solid fish. But uh, look, yeah, if you're fishing around the, that north end, the mouth, the channel leading out of the bay, that whole area around there, look for bird activity. Uh, if you got a fish finder, look, look for something on your graph that just looks all full of color and, and drop down and catch fish. From further back towards the bridge, there's all around the, the usual jaunts uh, between, um, well, just between Harbor Island and Seaport Village, anywhere. And that whole channel along the ledges, there's been a lot of bass activity, both uh, spotties and some sand bass. So just use your usual stuff, you know, grubs, swim baits, spinner baits, bama rigs, whatever you like to tug around or drift in the current and just drift. There's just been a lot of activity. And, and you'll never know. Keep a spoon handy because there's been a lot of mackerel boils just all of a sudden pushing bait around. And that's pretty fun to fish into. Uh, with the kids, they get the mackerel on, and those things fight really well, and that's an uh, awful lot of fun to fish. Well, Oh, a- absolutely, and you never know when you might get a halibut thrown on those mackerel boils. You'd be surprised how far a halibut will come up off the bottom if he knows that there's a real good chance of filling his belly. All right. Captain James, uh, I know that the kids are going back to school, but, uh, you know, they still get days off, and... You know, mom and dad, you know, they want to do something special with them. Or, hey, you're coming into town for a a meeting or a special event. How's the best way to get a hold of you, find out what's happening, and, uh, you know, book a trip with you? Well, you can always reach me online at thefishicon.com, or you can give us a phone call, 619-395-0799. All right. Captain James Elson, the fish icon, thanks a lot for a great report. And as always, we look forward to speaking to you next Sunday night on Rod and Reel Radio. Always a pleasure, guys. Thanks again. All right. Go get them, Jim. Hey, uh, this is uh, John and Stan. Uh, we're going to take a break right now. Coming up next from Team Accurate and Accurate Reels, Danny Uribe. Stay tuned. We'll be back after these messages. You can count on El Cajon Ford, as so many Southern Californians have for years. El Cajon Ford has the cars and trucks you can count on, like the all-new Fusion and Escape, Edge, Explorers, and more. And now, Fiestas with 38 MPG and Focus with 40 miles per gallon highway, plus C-Max Energy with up to 42 highway EPA estimates. El Cajon Ford has them now. Shop online at ElCajonFord.com. Choose from hundreds of your favorite F-Series trucks, too. El Cajon Ford 
know is trucks, no matter what you're hauling or towing, for a great weekend of fishing or for some fun in the desert. Now get special savings on every F-Series truck in stock, 150s, 250s, 350s at El Cajon Ford. We have commercial trucks, too, including the all-new Transit Connect. Finally, a commercial van with great mileage, helping your business get moving again. El Cajon Ford, worth the short drive from anywhere in Southern California, Broadway and East Main and El Cajon, or online anytime, anywhere at ElCajonFord.com. If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course, I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water. Love California. Boat California. Save California. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, H&M Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. Quanto Fishing's got something for everybody. From the smallest angler to the oldest veteran, we can get you out there fishing with the greatest reels on the market today. From the all-new for 2016 Icon PT to the Tour Mag to the brand-new redesigned Smoke Reel, we've got something for everyone in your family. Have some fun. Take a kid fishing. They're the future of our sport. Quantum, we are performance-tuned. You can get your Quantum products at anglersarsenal.com or anglersarsenal in the Mesa at 619-466-8355. Rod and Reel Radio is now available as a podcast you can subscribe to on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcasting app. Get notified as soon as new episodes are available, or go back and listen to our past shows. Browse through all of our archive shows at roddenreelradio.com slash archives, and click the subscribe button to get started listening now. Hi, this is BSS record holder Dean Rojas. El Cajon Ford helped me when I got started in my career, and let them help you with a new F-Series Ford truck. And remember, nobody beats El Cajon Ford. Hey, we do want to welcome you back to the second hour of Rod Real Radio. I am your host, Hop Along John Cassidy. With me tonight is Stan Vandenberg, the voice of 1-800-BASS-BOAT. Wendy Toshahar is out on a long-range trip. She's fishing on the searcher, and we look forward to having her back next week with some exciting stories on just what happened on the all-women's trip on the searcher. So that should be really good. But talk about exciting stories. I think we've got some exciting stories Coming up right now with uh, from Team Avit and Avit Reels, we've got Danny Uribe. Accurate, I'm sorry, accurate. We got Danny Uribe. Good day to you. How you guys doing today, Danny? How's everything? Doing good, John. Thanks for uh, having me here. Oh, I appreciate that, and sorry for the faux pas on that. I'm (laughs) I'm having some some microphone problems over here and trying to square them away at the same time. Danny, tell us a, a little bit about uh, what new things are happening at Accurate Reels right now. Well, I mean, we've got a lot of cool things things coming out here. I mean, uh, last year we uh, introduced the new BV300 Valiant uh, in November. It was a 
great success. I mean, obviously, that's one of our most popular reels right now. Uh, if you haven't checked it out, uh, you can go do so. But uh, that's that's kind of the new phase of kind of where Accurate's going with the, the new tech designs that we have. We're hollowing out gears, hollowing out side plates, uh, just trying to make reels as small and light as possible that can handle these big fish that uh, we're getting into now these days. You know, explain a little bit about what what the reels started out as, you know, the Boston and the ones we had before, and then what the difference between that reel and the Valiant and the newer reels is. Right. So we started out with the Boss reels, or the ATD reels. Those are the big offshore reels, the ones we're taking on long range, uh, the ones we're actually using now to catch these cow tunas. Yep. But uh, it, it's all based on the twin drag system that the twins built uh, or came up with and patented back in the day there about 20 years ago. Um, you know, the, the reels are, you know, they're pretty heavy. They're, they're built out of solid billet, 6061 T6 aluminum, aircraft grade. And uh, basically, we, you know, we went from the ATD to the Boss, you know, same twin drag system, just in a smaller compact reel, and uh, just kind of ran with that uh, up until last year. So you have the solid uh, billet, okay, and now what we do is we hollow those out even more. So what you have is, you know, side plates that are thin-walled that have special ribs in them now. You know, obviously I can't show you one over the radio here, but uh, they have small little ribs in them that create the structure of the reel while refining the weight. Uh, our drag washers are hollowed out now. Uh, they weren't like that before. Um, our gears, you know, on the Valiant, we have oversized gears, 74 stainless steel heat-treated gears. So we're running heavier uh, metals, better metals, and then hollowing those out to make sure that we still have the structure, but we're now making creating lightweight products. So our Valiant's weighing in at... Oh, about 9.9 ounces, so under 10 ounces, while our boss reels prior in like a 400 narrow size, it's going to run about 17 or 18 ounces, 19 ounces. Now, We're shaving off what, a lot of weight. What, define about what line class those are so people understand what that would be, what they would use those reels for. Right. So our drags, you know, like I said, we have the twin drag system. On a Valiant, you're going to be able to run up to about 40 pounds, 50 pounds. I use 40 pound on mine. Uh, Spectra, you get about 310 yards. On a 400 size reel, you're going to run the same class. So the 300 is basically a, a little bit smaller, but a refined version of what a 400 size reel would be. Okay, but your 500s are going to run you know, 65-pound class, and your 600s are going to run, you know, you're going to be 80-pound spectra class. Um, you know, the, the bigger models, the ATDs, those are going to be your big reels. Uh, yeah, you know, now you better define long range stuff. Most guys, when they think of a, a 60- or 80-pound reel, they're thinking maybe a trolling reel. Right, right. With accurate, you don't have to do that. I mean, our motto is small reels, big fish. You know, you know, what was, we want to do is refine that. You know, we want it, to get better at that. You know, uh, here at the shop, uh, Danny, we've been selling a lot of the Fury reels, and uh, yep. 
uh, I can't believe the reception that the, that Fury reel has gotten, uh, not only with accurate standing behind him, but the advantages and benefits of that reel. And, and then also, it seems to be priced pretty well where, you know, it's, it's within range of the average bear. Tell us a little bit about that Fury Seas uh, uh, series. Right. So our Fury reel is kind of our, uh, our first at a single drag reel not a twin drag reel we wanted to make something that was you know that was made in the usa 100 percent that we could stand behind but was still going to be accessible to the you know everyday consumer as far as pricing um still going to make plenty of drag you know i think a often thing that we hear is you know i need 30 pounds of drag or 40 pounds of drag (laughs) right (laughs) You know, no one's going to hold 40 pounds of drag yeah. unless it's, you know, you're in the they belt. They do, but it, it's, not, it's not intentional. Right. And it's on, <laughs> it's on a 300-pound fish when you're at the bottom of the spool on a 50. Right. <laughs> right. But for local fishing, you know, or the Dorado, the yellowtail, you know, smaller grade tunas, yellowfin, things like that, you know, you don't, you're not running over 20 pounds of drag. You know, and, you know, the guys are thinking they need that are yeah. lost pretty much. Right. The the real the, the great thing about accurate is they were the innovators start to finish. They still are. Uh, when the twin drag systems came out, it was different than anybody else that had ever done. I took the ride down there to meet with with Jack and Doug and David and go, you know, show me the difference between these reels. And that, then my first comment was, why hasn't somebody else done this before? And he goes, we don't know, but we did. And they have continued to open new doors to the fishing world, and they're still doing it now uh, with the reels that they're putting out, high-end, high high-quality, and extremely strong. Uh, and, it, and they've really kind of been one of the people that have raised the bar for the fishing industry to keep up with. Right, right. I mean, they're constantly refining things. Yeah, but, you know, uh, Danny, uh, I still fish with an old uh, Boss Mag 870. And I've got to tell you, I've had absolutely no problem with that reel. Uh, It it does everything I want. I even had, I haven't even had to send it in yet to have anything done to it. It, it, it's still a a fantastic reel, and that's uh, that's from at least a couple of three years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Right. We make we make a solid product. I hear that a lot. You know, a lot of guys have those boss older boss reels, and they they're solid. You know, it's like that with all of our lines and all of our reels, and it's just going to going uh, to continue to just get better. You know, we always have something going, and David and Douglas are constantly refining things. It's, you know, there's there's stuff in the pipe that are going to be coming out. You know, it's super exciting to see this stuff happen. You know, they're always thinking, and I think that's something you know that's that's good with accurate. You know, it's 100% made in the USA. They stand behind their products. They're constantly refining, and uh, they're always at the top of their game. Well, that that's what separates you know, them from a lot of the other real manufacturers out there. Uh, they are a, a, in the, an area and an arena that, if somebody wants the highest end real out there that will do what you want it to do, they have a they have a shot at grabbing one of yours and making that work. Right. Right. And I think, you know, like with this new BV300 that we have, you know, we're, 
we're stepping into that next phase of what reels are going to be. You know, super lightweight, extremely strong, uh, very durable, reliable. You know, we're backing these things up with two-year warranties and two-year free service plans now. So it's not uh, it's not a risk to buy an accurate. Yeah, you know, uh, Danny made mention of the uh, BV300, and that's the uh, new series that you uh, call the Valiant. And in most places, uh, you see that it has a great uh, silver and red collar combination. You guys were uh, uh, kind enough to uh, uh, let us have, I think we had three of them that are done in all black. A fisherman looks at this reel, and they go, ha, ha. What am I going to do with this thing, especially when they hold it in the palm of their hand, and it's uh, only it's less than ten ounces? And and what was the market for that reel? Do you believe, Danny? No, they they built that for our South Asia uh, South Asia market. Uh, they have, you know, it was built uh, over there. They designed it and did everything over there. <laughs> uh, came back, machined that reel. And Ben Seacrest took it out and said, you know, hey, this is going to be good for, you know, jigging. It's going to be good for anchovies if the albacore ever show up again. You know, yeah, well, you good. want to throw something light. Right. Um, I mean, you know what? I've done 95% of my fishing in the past year on that reel. And I've caught all my fish on it. I've caught uh, bluefin tunas over 90 pounds on that reel with big poppers. You know, it, it's one of those reels that you can do anything with. Um, it's extremely durable. You know, I've, I've had the same reel for a year, and I haven't had a bearing fail on that thing. You know, it's just it's an incredible reel. And you can do a lot with it. You just got to get past that idea that I need a huge, huge reel to catch a huge fish. You know, no, you're not going to throw it at a 200-pound cow tuna, that reel's fully <laughs> capable of, you know, anything, you know, that smaller grade stuff up to, you know, 75, 80-pound fish. <clears throat> you know, and what I've really uh, uh, appreciated is that uh, with uh, uh, Accurate, they've really stepped up on their warranty, and it's like they've taken it, you know, which is, you know, good, bad, or different, They've taken it away sort of like from the dealers, and they said, hey, listen, if anything goes wrong with the reel, you immediately give us a call. If we need to bring it in, we'll bring it on in. And, you know, we're going to stand behind that reel for at least two years uh, on uh, everything that's in it. And even then, like with my boss, uh, uh, 820 there, you you still are able to repair that reel, but – the two-year warranty on this thing is uh, is a pretty big deal, right? And we're and we're going to stand behind our product. You know, we've been doing really well here. We've we've been pumping that Annie on on product uh, inventory. I mean, we're moving a lot of product. People believe in our product. We believe in the product, and we want to have a direct connection with the with the person uh, buying our product and fishing our product. We want to make sure that they're taken care of and that they understand that we're going to back it back it up. Now, Danny, you know, we've been, we've been talking about bait casting reels, but this has also seemed to uh, uh, be the year of the, uh, of the spinning reel. And I know Accurate, uh, they came out and uh, tried to get into that market. How is that doing? We're doing really well. We're having our best year on those as well. Um, there's a big, you know, we have this, this big fish biting the poppers, a really good popper bite. The SR20 reel is 
very popular this year. I know Ben caught a lot of fish using it. Uh, I caught a few fish with it. Um, twins are using it. I mean, it's they're holding up. They're really, really good reels. Solid. Again, we back it up with a two-year warranty. And, uh, you know, it's the same USA construction that you're going to see in all of our products across the line. See, now this is the year to buy one then and get a two-year warranty. You can go out and exercise that bad boy this year, <laughs> next year, put it to work and find out if you need a warranty for the situation. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, this uh, is, this the, is the year to work out your gear. reels has been off the charts, so everybody's out there throwing them. It's been fun to watch. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a... We're speaking with Danny Uribe. He's with Accurate Reels and Team Accurate. And, you know, Stan was just talking about this year. It's been a great proving ground for uh, Accurate Reels. And when we get back, I think Danny has a story of uh, just this past week. Mm -hmm. I guess guess it's a a success story, if you want to call it, (laughs) on just exactly how successful the accurate reel was. So, Danny, you got a chance. Uh, can you stay with us for another segment? Absolutely. All right. Hey, Stan, Danny, and I, we're going to take a break right now. You're listening to Ron Real Radio on AM 540 or at com. Stay tuned. There's still more lots to come. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course, I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water. Love California. Boat California. Save California. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. H&M Landing is the most diversified sport fishing company on the West Coast. Serving the angling community since 1935, H&M Landing's name recognition and reputation for customer service is the best in the business. The H&M fleet provides the widest range of trip options and boasts the coast's largest open party fleet. For ocean fishing any time of the year, H&M Landing should be your choice for nearshore and offshore fishing. H&M is San Diego's most experienced sport fishing company, offering the best in half-day, three-quarter day, full, and multi-day trips, and a complete schedule of long-range adventures. Call today, HM Landing, 619-222-1144, or visit their website at www.hmlanding.com for updated schedules and secure online booking. H&M Landing, the experienced angler's first choice in local and multi-day fishing since 1935. That's H&M Landing at 619-222-1144 or hmlanding.com. Hey, everybody, this is a message for our listeners from a new Baja Magic Lodge at Cedros Island. Cedros Outdoor Adventures wants to make your dream of fishing Cedros Island a reality. Want to go after giant calicos or yellowtail with the best Cedros Island fishing organization, but you just don't know who to contact? Then give Cedros Outdoor Adventures a call at 619-793-5419, or even better yet, log on to their informative website at cedrosoutdooradventures.com. There you can visit their trip calendar and schedule a trip that's convenient for you. Once again, the phone number is 619-793-5419 or their website of cedrosoutdooradventures.com. 
If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course, I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water. Love California. Boat California. Save California. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Hi, my name is Dennis Green, and I always love to talk about fishing. When I want the real information, I go to Rod and Real Radio. Those guys are who I thought they were. And we do want to welcome you back to Rod Real Radio. This is your host, Hopalong John, with Stan Vandenberg tonight. And also our special guest from Accurate Reels, uh, Danny Uribe. And Danny, we've been talking a little bit about the reels, but there have been su- some success stories out there, and Team Accurate was out there actually this past week. You want to tell us a little bit about their adventure? Yeah, sure. Um, so last, well, obviously with all these 200-pound-plus bluefin swimming around, you know, Ben couldn't stay in the office, neither could the twins. You <laughs> <laughs> can't blame him there, right? right? Yeah. So anyway, so they head out on Thursday, and they went out to the grounds in the 43, uh, just like everybody else, and they wanted, they brought their 50s, ATDs, and want to go see if they can pull on some fish out there. Uh, they saw, I talked to Ben, Ben told me that they saw some just slugs, and uh, he got the kite up, pulled the yummy flyer right through him, and uh, got lucky. <laughs> One decided yeah, well, to come through and, and bite it. Uh, Douglas grabbed the rod and was on him for 40 minutes on stand-up and uh, stopped him pretty quick. I mean, 40 minutes isn't too bad. No. And uh, stopped him pretty quick. Uh, got him up to the boat. David and Ben both hit him in the head and uh, brought him aboard and went and weighed him in, man, 274 pounds. You know, and I don't care how you cut it, you know, when those fish come up, like these big fish, when they'll come up and they'll hit that flyer, that flyer has been the bait of choice out there, it seems, for for that big fish, if you're going to get something out there where you can't get them by any other way, they seem to want to eat that flyer when it's bouncing on the water. So it's been a popular, popular thing. I couldn't find them, but i got to give credit. It was pretty fun to see all three of the guys there with that 274 up on the beach there with the, the thing hanging and uh, end the story because everybody that I've talked to that's hung one on on uh, on that flyer, I mean, they're – they get put to the test. That is not a fish. You know, if you got some gunnel to work with, it'll help. These guys are catching them on skiffs. And uh, my buddy, uh, Matt Newman, he's been out there 100, years, 100 days this year chasing it around. He got one, I guess, over 100 a while back, but barely. And then he finally got uh, a 233, but he's using the accurate reel on that one. And he said, even at that, because he didn't have a rail, it just kicked his kicked his butt. So, you know, to get him in in 45 minutes, that's a really good deal. Yeah, no, for sure. It was pretty impressive to hear the story. And, uh, you know, I got a call immediately after they boated that fish, started heading in with it. And it's pretty exciting, really exciting to see the stuff getting used and, you know, for Douglas to go out there and, you know, stop one and that quickly, that big. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a testament to the gear, too. Well, it is, you know, and fortunately, well, a lot of the time it depends on how deep you <laughs> hook that fish that right. can help you <laughs> if they gag it uh, and or get into the gills and they'll bleed out a little bit and help you get it in. 
But I don't care how you do it. You get a 274 in in 45 minutes, that's, that's something. Right. Uh, uh, Danny, tell us, uh, how did they rig this thing up? Because there's uh, you know, a lot of different ways, and you know, guys are coming up with different ways of rigging it, if you know. And then how did they position the kite and the bait in, in terms of how the fish were? I mean, did they, did they see a school? Did they get in front of it? Did they uh, deploy the kite? Uh, uh, do you have any information like that that you can pass on to us? The most detailed stuff I got from Ben was that uh, they led the fish. Uh, I think Ben, ben kind of got on that earlier in the season, too, and uh, he was seeing them, uh, the wakes. He wasn't seeing the fish. He was seeing the wakes. And uh, we'd get in front of them, deploy the kite, and drift back into them. Uh, as far as line class and things that he's rigging, I know that, you know, for myself and for what they had rigged, it was 130 spectra to 130 top shot. They're using the right equipment, um, getting in front of the fish, going back towards the fish, and getting the flyer to go right in front of their faces. And that's been kind of the deal. Um, as far as the actual rig, I don't recall him telling me exactly how he rigged that. But uh, you know, I know he gets he gets them special <laughs> in typical in typical Ben fashion. Yeah, constantly <laughs> tweaking it. What right. did they launch out of, and uh, roughly uh, how far did they have to go, and, and generally what area were they in? They were on the North 43. They okay. left out of Mission and uh, headed out, went about three miles above. Uh, I don't think there was much traffic in that area at the time they were fishing, but uh, I know they were about, I want to say, three and three and a quarter what it looked like north of the 43. Um, but that, you know, that was an area that at, at that time there was a lot of activity in the area. Right. That, the, that stuff, the one thing about that big fish, it moves around a little bit, and, um, and you kind of got to wait and see where the next blow up or the next area that fish wants to be, which is right. pretty fun. I know that the guys on, we're going to see this or, or hear about it a little later on, stoked on fishing, Shay and, Eddie and uh, uh, company went out there and, and stuck a 240 on a 22-footer. I mean, it was a 270 on a 42-footer or 22-foot boat, and they just had that handed to them again. But uh, fun to see all the activity out there. This flyer has really been the ticket. Absolutely. And uh, I know Ben went out there today, though, and, and you know, it's, it's on and it's off. You know, well, a little spotty. But you can't get you can't catch one on the couch. You got to get out there. Exactly. Fly. I know. I'm wishing I was fishing. Yeah, and you and me both. You know, I got to wait a week or two here before I get a chance to go out, and I'm just jonesing like there's no tomorrow. So, right. but to get your shot at at a cow bluefin, you know, you, we can go down and we catch cows all the time down below here, and you can pick a boat and go. But to have this happen and to have a shot at catching a cow bluefin is really rare, and. You know, this is the year to go out and try, find the right gear, get the right rods and reels, and go out and try. Absolutely. Well, Danny, even with them going out, uh, you said they were fishing for about 45 minutes, and then they picked up this fish. And uh, How long did it take them to bring it in, do you think? 
It was 40 minutes, 45 minutes. 40 minutes. And then did they decide to go, well, that's our fish for the day going, or did they stay out there and did they catch any other fish? Hell no, I'm going in. (laughs) (laughs) I got the one I want. I'm going to go weigh it. Stan, you know, if you go in too soon, you got to go back to work. No, 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 no. I want to weigh it while it's fresh. I want to get every ounce out of that fish. Yeah, exactly, exactly. They went straight in and weighed that fish. Oh, wow. Okay, so that was good. Well, you know, great fish stories, but you get fish stories, uh, you know, literally from all over the world uh, uh, using uh, accurate products. Do you you have a story or three that you can relate to us that you just kind of scratch your head and go, I I don't believe that? Well, you know, I've had some experiences uh, recently (laughs) with the Valiant, you know, going back to that reel again. Um, you know, a buddy and I went out chasing bluefin. This was a little bit earlier in the season before those, those really big fish started biting. We were considering 80-pound fish being big. But, uh, you know, we went and got on that popper bite. And uh, it was slow that day. I want to say it was uh, early or late February. And, uh, you know, just working the popper, this was kind of like my first, bluefin experience as far as popper fishing goes and uh i had about a 95 pound bluefin bite the popper literally two feet from the boat yippee (laughs) (laughs) literally two feet from the boat (laughs) yippee (laughs) it was pretty insane i mean you're not even you know you're just dragging the popper over the water at that point and it was over nothing i mean there wasn't a boil there wasn't nothing you know, there there had been fish in the area, and we kind of ran up on them, but they went down. And it was just, you know, one of those one of those bites you're never ever gonna forget. Yeah, well, you get one short to the boat. One, it's pretty impressive <laughs> to have them come up and do that. It's even more impressive when they take off with it. And you oh, gotta yeah. hold on. Oh yeah, it was it was insane. I mean, I thought he was gonna kill the boat. <laughs> well, you know, Danny. Uh, How fun was that? You look at that uh, that little valiant, and you look at that thing, and you go, I, I can't cast that thing. And then you take and you spin that spool, and that thing is as smooth as butter. And you're saying that you were able to take a, a popper and cast it on that valiant and uh, and bring in a nice fish. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've caught – I took it uh, to Florida. I've caught 120-pound tarpon on that, fit, on that reel. I took it down to East Cape, uh, fished the Bisbee. We were catching tunas and sailfish on that reel. Um, you know, it's, I'm taking it with me to Alaska this next, this coming month. You know, so that reel goes everywhere with me. It's one of those things that just, it's a solid, solid piece, and it really gets the job done. And it's small enough, and, and the, the trick is you've got a, the spool small enough that if you want to throw lighter weight, you can put something on that and actually get a cast out of it. Yeah, exactly. And that's really what you're, you know, that was, that was the thing that made Newell reels the most popular ones at their time for throwing surface irons, whatever else, lightweight spools, small reels that you could cast. Now, we're getting now where the you can make a really strong reel, like the Accurates and some of the other stuff they're trying to put out of the market now. They're small, and you can you know, lightened up, they lighten up everything. Like they were saying, they, they put holes in the bearings, for, for God's sakes. Nowadays, you, you, we're coming into a new era of fishing. Right. 
Uh, absolutely, and, and I think Hackert's going to lead the way on that. And I think we've got a lot, a lot of things coming in the near future here that are going to, you know, blow your guys' minds. I mean, like I said, the Twins are constantly developing. You know, we got some really exciting stuff coming up in the future. Uh, you know, we got this Valiant that just came out; it was a huge success, and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna bring stuff out just as good and better. You know, Danny, tell us since you had a firsthand experience with that Valiant. You know, with that uh, uh, drag lever that's on there, where did you have that set when you were casting? And for a fish that comes on, on the, you know, right at the boat like that, uh, how? What kind of an adjustment did you make, and and where did you make it? Because, well, I got to tell you, I I got a feeling there was a little adrenaline running at that time. There was a little adrenaline going. I'm not gonna lie. There's a little freak out there. Yeah, yeah I would. I would bet there was a. A slight gasp or yell, and uh, and and a moment of excitement at least. <laughs> right. Well, you know the fishing wasn't very good that day, so just being open water after a fish moves through and just have that happen just freaked me out. But oh. uh, to answer your question, I was in, in strike position, and I was coming off the cat or coming off reeling it. And I was literally getting ready to lift the rod up out of the water or lift the bait up out of the water when that fish hit. I mean, I was on my way up. So when he bit it, kind of yanked it down, obviously, straightened out my arms a little bit, <laughs> and uh, took off. <laughs> I, wish, I wish I would have been there. <laughs> I bet you that was, that was the excitement for the for the first few minutes until you figure out how to just kind of get things settled in. But when they eat it that close, it's a good thing it's in strike and wasn't in full, one, because that that's the perfect spot for that fish to eat the thing and get it, get take off and get it away from the boat while you try to kind of maintain yeah. composure. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> try to think about what just happened. Yeah, really, I just got to stay in the boat here and, now I got to. What do I do here? Where's the Where's this fishing? And right. I just hold on for a few and kind of get things back there. Okay, have I got control of this or don't I? <laughs> Danny, as that, that, that fish was taken off with your uh, a popper, how did uh, you wind up adjusting, uh, uh, going from strike and adjusting the drag on that thing? What you know? Survival. Yeah, I mean, you just. It, you did yeah. go, well, I think I need all the, that uh, 23 pounds of drag right this minute, or or did you kind of ease into it? You know, I was, after the initial shock, I uh, <laughs> was able to kind of, you know, after I gained back my composure, the fish was probably <laughs> 100 yards out, and, uh, you know, it went out quick. So I was able oh, to yeah. bump it up a little bit, and, you know, he was far enough away to where I didn't flip out too much. But, uh, you know, I, I, he took, I want to say, 80 to 100 yards, bumped it up into full, probably had about 18 pounds of drag on him, and, you know, had him up, back up, probably five minutes, eight minutes. Yeah, well, at that, that point, you know, the, the good thing is you want the tuna, you don't want to just stick the fish and turn the handle and think you're going to get him to the boat. Put the hook in the fish, let him run. You let him go out there and get tired. You know, that's what you have a drag for. <laughs> right. And let him go 
and do his thing. Exactly. Once you've got him out there and you can put the, the, the newer drag systems, especially accurate, you know, they've got one of the best. And you put that, that amount of pressure on the fish and it will wear them out pretty quick. That's the that's what you really are looking for in a really good reel in a rod and reel system that work together. Man, that's you, you just can't beat it. The stuff that's on the market today, when you get the rod and reel complement, even on that you know that kind of a fish to to stop him, even if he does run a hundred yards and and he takes off for another short jaunt against you know eighteen pounds of pressure plus the drag of the line through the water, that's a lot on that. 90-pound fish, and right. he's not going to go that far before he decides, you know what, I'm going to turn and go the other direction. Yeah, exactly. The other thing, you know, I've noticed with the poppers, too, is they, it's either going across their mouth to where they can't breathe, or they choke it and die. Yep, yeah. and if they choke it, it's even better. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, Danny, it's impossible for a dealer to carry every product that you have, but if people want to view the products that are available from Accurate Reels, uh, uh, where can they go to get that information? They can go straight to uh, Angler's Arsenal. They can go on the website. They can call us directly and talk to, you know, who knows, maybe one David or Douglas will answer the phone. You know, they can talk to us directly if they have questions on reels or want to be directed uh, as far as, you know, if they don't know what they want, but they know what they want to do. You know, we're, we're helpful in that. We can help with that. Well, you know, and I've got to thank you because uh, in our working with you, if there was a product that we didn't have, we could give you a call right on the phone. And if it was still in the morning or the early afternoon, uh, the next thing we know, we'd have to tell a customer, uh, uh, get ready to go fishing because this, this thing's going to be here tomorrow. And appreciate uh, your customer service on that. It's great. Absolutely. Anything we can do to help you guys and, and help people get on the water and get a shot at one of these fish. All right. Danny Uribe from Accurate Reels. Danny, thanks for spending some of your time with us, and, and we look forward to talking to you more about the, the new products as they come on out and some of the new stories of people fishing with Accurate Reels. Appreciate your time with us. Absolutely. Tell, Dave, tell Ben and the twins I said hi and congratulations. I <laughs> Will do. Hopefully Ben's listening. <laughs> they did a great job. Awesome. Thanks, All guys. right. Hey, uh, Stan and I are going to take a break, but coming up next from Carolina Lures, we're going to have uh, Jimmy McCarran. Carolina Lures are the people that make, well, they call it actually the yummy flying fish, but we call it the yummy flyer out here. We're going to and find out more it. about that bait, but stay tuned. There's a lot more to come. Captain Chris Randall from Chief Sports Fishing. And Captain Chris, tell us about what's happening on the Chief now that the tuna season is upon us. It's here and it's time to go on the Chief. For those of you who are not familiar with the vessel, she's an 85 by 24 deluxe sport fisher that offers a wide variety of open party trips ranging from one to five days in length. We're also available for private group charters. The Chief's onboard anemones include a fully remodeled galley with comfortable seating for 25, twin flat screen TVs with hundreds of movies, 
two roomy indoor heads with fresh hot water showers, stateroom and open berthing areas, an impressively large deck area, 200 scoop bait capacity. We have twin six ton spray brine fish holds to keep your catch fresh. And our professional courteous crew will go the extra mile to make your trip a memorable one. To view our schedule, log on to H&M Landing at www.hmlanding.com or feel free to give them a call at 619-222-1144. You can also follow us on Facebook and at our webpage at chiefsportfishing.com. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ring hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. Hey, bass fishermen, who do you call for your bass boat insurance? Well, if you're not calling me at 1-800-BASS-BOAT for your boat insurance, you're probably paying too much and may not have the coverage that you need. In 1974, I developed the bass boat program that is what all the pros use today. The reason? No depreciation or any partial claim for your hull, your big motor, your trolling motor, or your electronics until your boat's 10 years old. That's right. You only pay $250 to get your boat on the water for any partial claim, and we still pay a stated value replacement cost for your boat if you have a total loss. We're the only people in the industry that does that, and that's why we are the choice of the pros. So if you want the best, forget the rest. Just call 1-800-BASSBOAT. Call 1-800-227-7262 or just spell BASSBOAT. 1-800-BASSBOAT. I know there's too many letters, but the T is free and the call's on me. That's 1-800-BASSBOAT, the choice of the pros for bass boat insurance. For more information, log on to 1-800-BASSBOAT.com. If the fish are biting, I'm on my boat, rain or shine. Of course, I wear my life jacket. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Clip it on, grab my tackle box, and hit the water. Love California, boat California, save California. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. And and I, we do want to welcome you back to uh, Ron Real Radio. Hey, we've been waiting uh, uh, for a long time to get this guest on, and we're happy he uh, he's with us. He's from the Carolina Lure Company, you know. Yeah, you get on a, a special bite, and guys start catching fish on a lure, and you go, man, this is an overnight sensation. But a lot of times you find out that it takes many years to get that overnight sensation into the market and into the hands of people. This guy has done it. Let me uh, introduce our listening audience to Jimmy McCarran from Carolina Lure Company. Jimmy, welcome to the show, sir. Thank you, sir. Thanks for having us. And, and we are hey, Jim. We are, we love having you here. You know, uh, you make a lure that's been the the hottest thing on the market out here for the past few weeks. In fact, we just had uh, uh, Danny Uribe from Accurate Lures. They were going over a uh, fishing trip that Team Accurate was on just a few days ago, where they picked up a 274 pound bluefin tuna on your lure. But I know you got all kinds of success stories. Tell us a little bit, if you will about Carolina Lords and some of the products you make. Oh, yeah. We're glad to do that. Yeah, we've uh, we've been on the market since 1992. We started with one lure in a sandwich bag at $750 a bar on my credit card. And uh, really didn't know a lot about the fishing business, didn't know how to catch some fish. And we've been blessed along the way. We've patented a few lures and, uh, you know, that have really done well on the market. 
by word of mouth. And uh, we're a small family business. Our lures are made here in America. Our Yummy Flying Fish is the one you're talking about, which we which we uh, brought on the market in 2001. And it's a, it's a soft plastic. It's a revolutionary lure that uh, that we invented out of need. And uh, I'll tell you what's interesting about that. You know, tuna are very difficult to catch. And uh, we developed that lure because I got to notice it offshore sometimes. The only thing they would eat were the flying fish, real flying fish. And, uh, you know, when the entire Carolina fleet can't catch a tuna, you know you need something new. So that's how that <laughs> bait came about. And we just got studied and working on it and, and designed it entirely from scratch. Actually created a new class of fishing that hadn't been really done before, which is pulling baits under kites at a real fast speed. It had been done for years with live bait. But, you know, doing that. So that's how we've we've developed. We've sold store to store and uh, through our website at carolinalures.com. But it's an interesting bait, and I'm, I'm glad to ha- answer any questions you all have on that. Well, mostly, you know, it's been the, a technique that has been slow growing out here in the West. Uh, uh, I think the Excel, Justin, some of the guys out there were the first ones to kind of play with it on the kite. Um, yeah. It's been... Uh, you know, then the guys got a kind of hold of it on some of the yachts, and and it's played around here. Now it's become a part of the, the long range fleet. A lot of the guys like to carry them on the long range stuff, going down for that yellowfin down below to Clarion and the bank, and uh, or just down in even off Cabo when you when you can't get oh, yeah. them to bite on a troll bait, you can do this with the, and get the kite up there, bounce that thing across the surface, and. And you got a really good shot at catching a, a fish of a lifetime, and it's really come into play now because we've never had a 200-pound-plus bluefin and yellowfin at the same time off the shores of California like we have right now, at least not in my lifetime that I know of. And it got to the point where I was trying to find <laughs> a yummy flyer. I couldn't find one out here. I ended up calling Jim and go, hey, I'm in desperate need, <laughs> and one of the guys, uh, in fact, they, they've they got, you'll be able to watch uh, the TV show Stoked on Fishing. I know Shay and, and uh, Eddie Howerton, Dennis Burrell, were out there playing around in their boat, and they got a 270-something uh, on the flyer on film. Um, so that's going to be something to watch because I, I, I guarantee you Eddie was on the fish, and, and that was probably no easy task in a 22-footer. But it, we'll be able to watch that. But you might want to talk about how you can rig it, and there's other ways I know I want to try sure. uh, playing around with dragging a daisy chain of these things when I go out here in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I'd like to talk to you about the rigging on these things. There's multiple ways to rig them. And interesting, even after all these years, there's no real consensus on the best way to rig a yummy flyer. Um, a lot of the pros, you know, they, they'll use one hook or another hook, but really to make the bait last, we designed them to slide up the line, slide up the leader. And I'm hearing from a lot of the guys in Southern California that they're, you know, they're hard rigging them. They're, they're, they're gluing the, the line in there and all that. And you really don't need to do that. I mean, you can catch fish on them, but, and, and in fact, you can go onto our YouTube channel, uh, carolinalures.com on YouTube. And we've just put up some videos, uh, because we're getting a lot of questions on this, on how what we call the cow rig, which is made for over 200-pound tuna, where you use a good, strong J-hook, a welded-out J-hook, and a really strong treble, either a TG-90 Mustad or a similar hook, and the new Caillou Mustad or some of the owner trebles are, are very effective. But you want that bait to skip along the top of the water, fly through the air like it's designed. And uh, it's an exciting way to fish because you've got these huge tuna. 
that sometimes more than one fish is, is competing to catch that flying fish. Yeah. And and sometimes they'll knock them way in the air. I've seen them grab these, these flyers six feet in the air, and I've seen a tuna just air out and catch it in midair. It's absolutely spectacular how magnificent these fish are. And, and I'm telling you that this technique of using the kite is it's the most effective method to catch hard-to-find tunas. And what it allows you to do is you get your line and leader out of the water, and once you learn how to fly the kite and you can you can position your boat over a school of fish or a structure or, or boat shot tunas that you can you can observe and you can you can skip that yummy flyer right through a school of fish and then they'll even realize the boat's around. And I mean they'll air out on this thing. It'll also catch, you know, huge dorado, um, and even billfish. You'll you'll start seeing marlin. If there's any marlin around, you'll start picking up a few incidentally. And uh, like I said, it's a very exciting way to fish. And you'll sell it's like topwater fishing for bass or any other species. But, you know, imagine a 200, 300-pound fish. You know, some of these bluefins, you know, we've caught giants on them where they're just enormous fish, and they're just exploding on this this yummy. And, and it seems to be that if you use a stinger, either a double J-hook at the tail or, or a really high-quality treble in conjunction with a J-hook, when they come in and blow up on it, that stinger will hold them long enough for that J-hook to come around and hook them. And you get a good solid hook up on these fish, that, that leader, that fish is going to, the bait is going to slide up the line a little bit. And uh, you don't want a real long leader on a yummy flying fish because the other tunas are going to see that flying fish you come in there and try and hit it. So we, <laughs> we want a shorter leader. Oh, it's it's, it's crazy. It's spectacular. It's like like another, fishing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they'll come in there and they'll, and they'll nail that flying fish. They'll hit these yummies from zero knots, I mean, sitting dead still in the water, all the way to about, we, we recommend about seven and a half knots is perfect. You can get them up in the eight speed, depending on the wind conditions and all that. But just just rig it, make it run like a real flying fish, skip in the water. A lot of guys will add some weight to the nose. They want them to hit nose down. We also make a chin weight that will do that that's, that's custom fit for the bluer. But, you know, a lot of guys want to see them tail, tail just, just skimming the top of the water. Um, you know, it's like any other fish and play with your presentations on what's working, but the faster you're going, the quicker that line's going to come tight on the strike, and it's really going to raise your hookups. I hope, I hope that was... Yeah, Jimmy, uh, that's a great picture, but tell me, uh, you know, uh, especially on the sports fishing boats here, uh, yeah. uh, hard to use a kite. Do you have uh, any uh, uh, tales or any experience of people that have been using the Yummy Flyer, but not necessarily on a kite? Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of guys that are using helium balloons. Actually, that started out with you guys on the West Coast, and it migrated our way. Yep. And uh, a lot of guys are using helium balloons now. They're, they're using it to keep the kite up when there's no wind. But also, I know a lot of long-range guys, uh, the, the, the Flex on the Excel, uh, Justin and, and Jason Fleck on the Excel, they really pioneered on how to use this yummy under only a helium balloon and let that, that bait skip ahead of the boat You know, as it's leaving the boat. And, and I mean, these tunas will nail it. There's also a condition off of Cape Hatteras sometimes, off of Oregon Inlet, North Carolina, where we'll get a current, the Gulf Stream current, that's working against the wind, and you can actually throw that kite up, and you can make it look like the yummy flying fish is a flying fish is being scared by the boat. And I'm telling you, that fools every every fish in the ocean right there every time. It's such a natural presentation, and I'm telling you, it's an exciting way to fish. It's a crowd pleaser, even when a fish misses the strike. And like I said, sometimes they'll come back again and again until they hook themselves. But it's an exciting way to fish. It's a crowd pleaser. Usually it's more than one that's chasing. That's not the same fish. A lot of times they run in small wolf packs. And Absolutely. Or, yes, or sir. Or larger ones. 
Yes, sir. And I'm, I'm convinced. I've watched yellowfins, and I'm convinced it's almost like I've heard, you know, that dolphin, the mammal type, will do. I believe there's some tunas that, that are flushers that scare the flyers, and there's other tunas that are that are working together to pick them out of the air. I mean, I've just watched them for years when we were trying to catch them. I mean, down the ridiculously light fluorocarbon leaders trying every trick in the book that we knew and wouldn't hit nothing, but they would blast these, these real flying fish and and I'm telling you, that's when we figured that out. And it was it was like it was on the West Coast. It was slow at first. People were like, what do you think you're going to do with a rubber fish and a kite? And, and one year in the big Rock Blue Marlin Tournament, it's a big East Coast tournament, world famous, uh, one of our captains, Ron Whitaker, realized at the last minute no one had caught not one single tuna, that whole fleet. And he's like, you know what, I'm going to throw up the kite in the yummy, and I'm going to win some money. And, and he did it, and he did it in a situation where a lot of people saw him. And uh, and from then on, it really started growing more and more. It's spreading more up the East Coast. And certainly you guys in California, you've got some fantastic fishermen out there. And, and I'm excited to see what the California fleet's going to do. And, and uh, you know, we're developing new things all the time. In fact, we've got a new Yummy coming out in October that you guys are going to love. So, All right. Hey, Jim, uh, just briefly, if people want to see the baits that are available through uh, Carolina Lure Company, uh, where can yeah. they go and, and peruse the selection? Sure. You can go to carolinalures.com. That's our that's our main website. We recently launched one called yummylures.com. And yummy is spelled Y-U-M-M-E-E. And uh, you can see all of our American-made products on there. You can buy online. We typically ship the same day. Sometimes it's two or three days, depending on, you know, how the shipping goes. But and we're also shipping dealers in California. I mean, we're shipping guys out there as, as fast as we can, and and uh, we want you guys to catch fish and be blessed and have fun and, and use our American-made products. We're real proud of that. We're proud of that USA sticker. Well, Jim, we're proud to have you on, and we appreciate you spending some time with us, especially on Sunday. It's particularly yes, busy with you. We're going to get yes, down the road with these uh, a little bit, and we'd like to get on back to you and tell you some of our stories, and you might have a story or three that you want to relate to us. Absolutely. One of my favorite real quick stories is uh, when we first brought it out, one of our dealers in the Gulf Coast told a woman uh, who was a dealer in the same town, and she said, there's no way my husband told me not to buy these rubber fish. Well, he talked her into buying them. They got in a big Merrill fight. The guy goes fishing out in the Gulf. He said, you know what, for the heck of it, I'm going to throw it out there. His first cast started catching tuna. I think he caught like 20 yellowfins on that lure, and that's, uh, you know, it's just some funny stories that come along with this business, you know. All right, Jay. Well, we're going to test drive and be in touch, buddy. All right, you call me anytime, sir. All right. And like I said, call us anytime, carolinalures.com. All right, Jim McCarron, thanks a lot for being with us and telling us a little bit about the yummy lorry. Hey, Stan, you, that's sir. it for tonight. We chewed up all our time. we got to get going. I don't know. I'm going to get ready to go fishing. How about you? Uh, same here. We'll talk about it next Sunday night here on Rod and Reel Radio, starting at 5.05 p.m. So on behalf of Stan, Wendy, always in memory of Big Tuna Bill, Eddie McEwen, thanks a lot for listening tonight. We want to thank Jorge and the AM540 Studios, Ben Harvey, our local producer here in San Diego, but you, the audience, for listening to us. Thanks a lot also for putting up with my microphone trouble tonight. So on behalf of all of us, as you can see, go out and get them. They're getting away. A fish of a lifetime is out there waiting for you. Good night, everyone. We'll see you next Sunday night. There's your hole out in the sun where you left a row.